0: so that said, I hope you enjoy today's episode. A candidate from the Ross School of Business at the University of Ann Arbor, Michigan, sent me quite a few reminders asking me to put together a podcast talking about the Bain fit interview or you know, personal experience interview format. And he wanted to know if there are any differences and how he should adjust his preparation from BCG and McKinsey for the Bain fit interview. This is not going to be such a long podcast, but there are some material differences in the way Bain conducts its fit interviews that I think candidates need to be aware of. And it really, you know, strikes at the core, at the heart of Bain and company and why they're different from other firms. Those differences reflect in the way they conduct their fit interviews. And I think there are two significant differences. I think the first one is you look at the McKinsey PEI, personal experience interview, you feel that you are under an interrogation. You're given a leadership question and your job is to respond and then they basically go through it like CSI detectives combing for clues, trying to understand exactly what was cause and effect, trying to pin you down to understand exactly what you did, why you did it, what were your motives, what was the person's reaction, how did it respond to their mood? I mean, it pretty much feels like a crime scene investigation. And it's difficult, I think, for many candidates to go through that. You are being interrogated. The candidate sits there, he can see that the interviewer is checking for plausibility in the story to make sure that the story really happened as opposed to just a really good story to test whether the candidate was aware of the political underpinnings, the mood in the room, to make sure the candidate understood what was at stake, how people reacted, why they reacted in a certain way. It's a difficult process, right? It's not a pleasant process, I would think, if you sat through a McKinsey or even some of those BCG fit interviews, you feel like you're being questioned at every single point. And in fact, you are being questioned at every single point. The technique McKinsey uses is called digging. They'll keep on digging until they find out what they are looking for. Now, One thing I must point out is while Bain uses a different approach by and large, it's not the same in every single office. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're, for example, interviewing at Bain Moscow and Bain Dubai, you are going to meet partners who are going to dig through things. If you're listening to this podcast and you're interviewing with Bain Singapore, the partners are going to be very different from the McKinsey approach. I think that you need to listen to this podcast and try to understand the profile of the office to which you are applying. Now, I'm talking through this podcast specifically for the U.S. offices in the Northeast because they do follow a very different profile, and even in the Southwest, such as San Francisco and so on. So the first thing, the first difference is that with Bain, it's not so much an interrogation. I think the best way to describe it is that a partner or a consultant will ask you a story and they want you to start the story. And then the partner will ask you questions or the interviewer will ask you questions related to that. Now, how does that differ from the McKinsey approach? Well, the people will ask you stories even before you finish. So it's more of a conversation. So let's assume someone asks me, hey, Michael, tell me about an experience where you had leading a team where you had no formal authority over them. You know, just talk me through your experiences, what it was like and what you learned from the process. So I would say, you know, thank you, Hector. Thank you so much for that uh, question. I think it's a good question. So I think I'm going to talk you through an experience I had in my first year in an energy company, a multinational. I was leading the research team to understand the best way to extract energy out of coal, thermal coal for power stations. And I was leading a team of uh, research scientists who were on average about 15, 20 years older than me. And the reason I was put in is because I had a very unusual way of doing the analysis. And I was also pretty good at presenting and dealing with upper management. Does that story make sense? Is that a kind of story you want to hear? And then the interviewer will say, yeah, sure. That makes perfect sense. When you're telling me the story, can you focus more on the uh, regional differences in the office where you're working. And I'd say something like, sure. So basically, I was based in Colombia. And the reason I was based in Colombia is because there's a very large coal mine that is run by Extrata. It's called Cerion. And Cerion is a new mine. It's regarded as one of the world's up and coming mine. And they have a very unusual type of coal base built out of anthracite, which, as you know, or as you may not know, locks in thermal energy. So it's very hard to extract coal at a low heating value. And obviously, the more you heat the coal to extract the value, you're actually using up energy to extract energy. So the net effect may not be as positive as you want it to be. So what we had to do was we had to find a way to extract the coal, basically break down the coal using chemicals and extract the anthracite before we started heating the coal so we could use less heat. And the technique I developed, I developed it at university. It was an unusual technique. And the administrative staff and the chief scientist felt that I'd be a good person to lead the team, teach people new things. But also had a I was quite a determined person, quite energetic, and they felt that I'd bring some momentum to this office. So now where this differs from McKinsey and Bain is that McKinsey would let you continue till you get to the end, and they will pepper you with questions. But Bain would stop you at different points, and they'll ask you questions to guide the story. Now, that's the fundamental difference. Bain is going to guide the story as you go through it, while McKinsey is not going to guide the story. They're going to let you put your foot in it, and then they're going to let you try to extricate yourself. That's the fundamental difference. I think when you have this discussion, don't sound prepared. Don't sound as if you know, you've know you just got a story that you're reciting because you want to leave enough space for the Bain interviewer to, to step in and ask questions and guide the story and develop the story with you. So I think that's the best way to describe it. You know, The Bain interviewer, they are going to work with you to develop your fit response because they're going to ask questions to probe for areas that they find interesting before you finish your story. But with McKinsey and largely with BCG, they're going to wait for you to finish and then they'll probe. And I think that that's a very fundamental difference between two firms. And the other thing I must point out is that, you know, firms consulting is only partners are involved in firms consulting. So the feedback I'm giving you is based on the feedback I've received from the partners who work with us. But by and large, I understand that to be a very consistent process, even with the undergraduate recruiting and even with the younger consultants who do recruiting for Bain. So it's one fundamental difference. I think the other big difference with Bain and company is that, you know, if you know the history of Bain and company, you know, Oret really did a fantastic job of coming in and resetting expectations for how friendly and how amenable and how social Bain consultants would be and Bain really goes out of their way to be social these days maybe too much i've mentioned that many times i think they tried too hard and to me it looks fake but the point is that's the culture of the firm and i'm sure some of them are sincere about it now because of the way Bain is they do go to great lengths to try to hire people that they believe are sincerely nice people not just people who are analytically brilliant Strong leadership and driven. They want people who are driven, but are balanced, and that's a very big part of Bain. They want people that you know you can put in front of a client and they can wow the client. But they also want someone who, when the clock hits 8 p.m. on a Friday or whatever it is, you can go out and have a beer with this person, and you can actually have a great social experience as opposed to just talking about how to work out enterprise value. And Bain places a big emphasis on that. And one of the things Bain is trying to do is that they want to make sure that that style, that conversational style, that friendly style, that you don't just bring it into cases. You're not just an easygoing guy when it comes to cases or easygoing lady. But for that matter, you have a naturally pleasant demeanor, whether you're talking about fit questions, whether you're talking about your life, and whether you are talking about cases. But let's step back into fit. I think that's very important. Not only are you a pleasant person about what you talk about, but you do pleasant things as well. I think that's very important. The people we've placed successfully at Bain are people who have strong social interests and social lives outside of work. They are you know, a lead guitarist for a rock band. They're a lead singer for an event. They are on a yacht team. They've sailed around the world. So this is very important for Bain. You must not just be someone who looks sociable. You must be sociable in the sense that you must be able to cite specific incidences in the immediate present that shows that you are someone who is academically brilliant, but also is a fun guy to hang out with, a fun lady to hang out with. That's, very, that's a key other difference with Bain. I'm looking at our database of people we've placed at Bain. In Obrams Consulting, I've had people who were Olympic athletes, Rhodes Scholars, MacArthur Foundation Fellows, and so on. But just looking at these Olympic athletes here, people who were in the Olympics 10 years, 6 years, 5 years ago, but have left it, they didn't play so well at Bain. But I've got someone here who was at the Paralympic team for the United States in this current year and got placed at Bain. Right. So the key thing is that when you show you are sociable with Bain, You have to show something you are currently engaged in. It's not enough to say that, you know what, I was an athlete who used to jog five years ago or whatever it is. It's not going to cut it with them. They want to see that you're a guy who's going to be intense and committed to work and academia, but you're also someone that, you know what, you can have a brewski with. So two fundamental differences with Bain. Let me recap them. The first one is that with McKinsey, you give your story and they interrogate you. With Bain, you give your story, but they ask questions or they want to ask questions to develop the story with you. It's a conversation, right? Very important. The second one with Bain is that when you talk about things that you do around leadership and so on, I think it's very important to show that you have a social life and you are doing something material, playing in a band, professional, semi-professional sports. But the point is, don't tell me something like you like reading. I mean, you know, you can sit in a room and lock yourself for a weekend and read. That's not sociable. That's not someone who you want to spend time with talking to. So the social activities, you need to show them that you do it in the present, not in the past, not two weeks ago but you do, it's a core part of who you are. And this is an important part. When I say it's a core part of who you are, you bring up the social things you're engaged in naturally. When you talk about leadership, you're not just going to talk about the fact that you led a club at university or something, but you're going to talk about how you led an initiative outside of work, but it wasn't a once-off initiative. That's the key thing. It mustn't be a once-off hit. It must be something that you do consistently, maybe every weekend, maybe every two weeks, but it's not related to academia. It's not related to work. That is very important for Bain & Company. If you can show those two things, if you can hold this conversation with a Bain interviewer and develop your fit responses, you'll be fine. And if you can show that you are doing something today consistently and frequently outside of work, outside of studies that makes you a sociable a person, I think you'll be very successful. You know, just looking at the people we've placed at Bain. Bain is the firm we've had the least success. And I don't mean that in a negative sense. Bain is smaller. We are going to have the least success with them. McKinsey is much larger. So we're automatically going to place more people at McKinsey. It's not that we're better at placing people at McKinsey. It's just that McKinsey is a larger firm. But the people we have placed at Bain consistently, you know, guys who can have this conversation or ladies, but also they are doing something today outside of work and academia that shows that they are pleasant people to hang out with. I think if you can show Bain those two things, you'll do very well. You know, Just looking at even the Canadians we've placed consistently, all of them have shown that they have very strong lives outside of work and academia, but they're doing something meaningful with it. At least even if it's not meaningful, they make it sound meaningful. Because we did place a lady at Bain last year. She declined them, but she wasn't doing anything meaningful. But she was pretty smart at making it sound like she's doing something meaningful. So I think the point is you've got to, you know, create this impression. I wouldn't say lie. Don't do that ever. Ethics is a very big part of what we do. This lady was so good at speaking about things that she would be able to speak about something and make it sound so compelling that people wouldn't question about it. But if they did question, I should probably have to admit that, you know what, my role wasn't as grand as it sounds in my conversation piece. But two things you've got to focus with, Bain, is have the conversation as you develop your foot, as opposed to McKinsey, which is, you know, you just go through it and wait for the interrogation. And second one is that if you can't show this material social endeavor you're involved in, it's going to be pretty hard for you to, to impress them. And we say material social endeavor, don't talk to me about a nonprofit. It's nice, you know, that you're building houses in Vietnam. It's pretty much a waste of time. And I'm not interested in that. But show me who you are. Painting, singing, dancing, rock band, or whatever it is, athlete, whatever it is. But nonprofits have become cliched. I mean, everyone's involved in some nonprofit somewhere to the point that it actually is white noise in the background. So, unless you're doing something special with nonprofits, I'm not interested in it. And I'm probably going to call you out on that anyway. So, just be aware of this when you are doing Bain interviews. I think it's a very easy thing to fix. It's a very easy thing to adjust for, but it is unique to Bain. They want people who are balanced on all levels. I'm not saying that. People are balanced at Bain on all levels, but that's the impression they create. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our content is to join the list on firmsconsulting.com.